Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Spa Sisters Podcast Season 2. Julie and I have been so busy over the summer months seeking out therapists and managers and generating this great conversation that we've started. And today we have an amazing guest with us. Please welcome Gosha Newell. She is the spa manager for Photo Island in. Uh, island actually <laughs> and uh, what a beautiful setting you are you have there Gosha very it empty. is actually yeah that's not a zoom background is it <laughs> <laughs> no no it's my office outside of the office amazing um, so Gosha thanks for joining us today we have some incredible questions that we've um, shared with you and you've been um, nice enough to give us an incredible insight into your world and um, we want to hear from you now so that we can share that with our therapists and our managers and our following remember the spa sisters are here to engage disrupt and transform the therapist experience bringing voices together so i'm going to hand over to julie now who's going to start with your questions hi gosha lovely to be back with you again and uh, hello it's funny how it, the first time that we worked together we actually trained together at photo island so congratulations on being back there as the uh, as the spa manager now. Um, so what I'd love is if you could just give us an insight into your own personal journey uh, through the spa world to, you know, to be where you are today. You know, how did you start? Where did you start? I mean, was it always something that you wanted to do? Uh, did you always say, yeah, I'm going to be a spa manager? And, and also, can you sort of give us a bit of an insight as well into what kind of training that you've gone through to be able to get you where you are today? Okay, firstly, hello everyone, Julie and Carly, thank you for inviting me. I feel flattered. Heart <laughs> is so small and we are here again, uh, Julie, it's great to see you again and nice to meet you, Carly. Um, I'm very happy to share some uh, experience and some um, part of my life, I would even say, uh, a big part of my life with you, everyone, with therapists and spam and other, whoever is there and, and watching us. Uh, so yeah, coming back to your first question, Julie, when I was a small girl, um, you can only imagine back in Poland in the 1980s, in 80s, 70s, um, we didn't see much there. But I remember this movie on, on our Polish TV about cabin crew flying on planes. And that was my dream that time. Never happened. <laughs> but then I remember in, as a teenager and a, a secondary school um, girl, I wanted to be oceanographer. I was always amazed about the oceans and dolphins and, and sea life. Unfortunately, I couldn't do that um, college uh, due to personal, not unfortunately, but personal reasons, uh, because I started family and that college was a full-time college hands-on. I basically couldn't do it. There was another moment that I wanted to be a dental technician. So the person who makes teeth, basically. And I, I remember I applied for it and there was a... Um, there was a um, manual exam that we had to make um, a face of monkey in a clay because obviously it's a very manual job. 
and I didn't even go for it. I'm very bad in art, so I didn't see me making the face uh, of monkey with the clay. Anyway, uh, I started family and um, because I couldn't uh, attend the classes what I wanted, uh, I remember just sitting there and saying, okay, what am I going to do with my life? And I saw this private cosmetology college opening in my town in Poland. That was something new again um, for Poland. So I decided, well, I, I tried to do it. And this is the funny thing because it was only when I started, I realized how much I love it and how much passion for body and skincare I had within me. So after 22 years now, since I'm qualified, I can tell that was a good decision and I'm very happy with it. And I think uh, I'm lucky to, to be and do the job that I love from bottom of my heart. Uh, so straight away after I qualified in 2000, in 2000, I started job in the industry, in the beauty salons. I did some day spas. Then I moved to Ireland with my family and also straight away went to the beauty industry. And I first I was working in the beauty salon in Cork and then I moved to the spa job. And that was life changer because, you know, I started feeling the, the, the holistic therapy and the passion even exploded more. But also, I was always driven by um, challenges. I wanted to know the therapist's job inside out, totally. I wanted to know the, all areas of the job. Um, so I became a supervisor and I became um, an in-house trainer. Um, so that gave me totally different perspective as well. Um, before I actually did this, because obviously I only had the two years uh, college um, qualification, which is actually equivalent of CIDESCO here. And uh, I said, I need to know a bit of business side of the job as well, because it's not only doing treatment, it's a business basically. So I did two years supervisor and business management course and many, many other courses, the small courses, modules, going to conferences, going to workshops. And then I also uh, had my own business that's totally eye-opening. You don't see things that you only go as a therapist and do your treatment for one hour with your uh, client, but you see all those insights aspects. So you pay your bills, you look after your products, you look after your staff members. <laughs> it's totally different experience. Um, and then um, there was an amazing opportunity for me. And after I closed down my business, I did, I was a trainer for one of the leading spa brands. And that was again, just wonderful experience. Um, going to different spas around the world, talking to different um, managers and therapies and seeing their own problems and uh, learning a lot, a lot of learning. That was actually funny because I was going and was, I was teaching therapies but I was learning myself a lot, absolutely a lot. I think that that journey gave me, it was four years, around four years, and that gave me a lot of uh, knowledge about spa, um, spa operations, uh, spa therapies, the needs, and how, what, do they, what do they struggle with. Uh, and then 
I thought, okay, because the trainer job uh, involved a lot of traveling, which was amazing, obviously, as well. I decided to settle down and to find the place and to find the, the one team where I can share the knowledge, where I can implement what I have learned to make like a home workplace, but like a home from home. And uh, not only for myself as a spam manager, but also for all my staff members and for, for therapists. So here I am here in Cook Island Resort. Oh, and great. it has been an amazing journey. Yeah. Honestly, what's coming through as you're speaking is your absolute um, you know, passion to learn and share. And I think as us being fellow educators, that is, we're all singing from the same song sheet. We, we are so, um, you know, wanting to get all the information and kind of know everything as much as we can and do it to the best of our ability. But then the ultimate goal really is to to share whilst never never stopping learning so that's absolutely oh and don't so get lovely. me wrong i'm still learning every day exactly exactly yeah. oh. great oh it's a wonderful story and a wonderful start from from uh, where your dreams were to where you ended up but there was an element there of water the water is still there in the spa, it spa. spa <laughs> abbreviation spa is yep. the sanctum per uh, agua which means in latin uh, uh, health by the water yeah so yes the the ocean it's somewhere there <laughs> and also where you're sitting now you know you're not that far away from the ocean there no. absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i mean I, I and as i say i've been following you know from a distance but following very carefully what you've been doing and um i think you're one of the first people that i i i saw that was really active during uh, the pandemic um to think about your staff so can you tell us a little bit more about you know what were the actions that you took to keep that spa team really focused and and also to care for them in terms of their their mental well-being because you know air industry was hit so hard I know that lots and lots of therapists left the industry they lost faith with it so how did you cope with all of that Yes, absolutely. Pandemic uh, time is very, very challenging uh, when it comes to keeping in touch with the team members. That was crazy. Even if the, you know, we have the Zooms, we have the WhatsApp and everything, but it's not the same with the personal, personal touch, with personal talk and chat with, with your staff member. Um, very important it was to make them feel secure and that it wasn't end of the world. Uh, but at the same time, we didn't know what was it. So it was kind of pretending a little bit because I had fears as well. I, I didn't feel secure. We didn't know what's happening, but I knew that I have to be there for them. Uh, the first lockdown, uh, the first year was much, much easier uh, with all this. I feel the pandemic and what it brought uh, was new for all of us. Uh, but I don't know how it was. I probably think there was the same kind of feeling in other countries, but definitely here in Ireland, like, sure, we will be grants a few months. Well, time off. We do some gardening. We do some bathing because it was the time of the spring and summer. And everyone was like, yeah, it will fly. A few months will fly. So the motivation and the, um, the engagement with staff members, not only therapists, but the full spa staff members, was quite good in the beginning because it was still kind of 
we were going on the same battery what we left when we went to the lockdown. And because we didn't, we had no idea that it's going to go for two years. So we kept going and it was quite good. We, I did a lot of Zoom meetings, but not Zoom meetings like the staff meetings. There was a lot of engagement. And to be fair, um, I am so lucky with the team I have. And I had that time as well, because obviously that's normal. People come and go, so many of them left in the meantime, but they kind of wanted to do it. So we had um, cooking presentation, we had fitness class online, doing it together. People were sharing and sending photos and videos from what they were doing, walking with the dogs every day. But that's what kept us going. Um, I did lots of on social media as well. Again, everyone is different. And sometimes it's not that 100% of my staff members were on the Zoom. And it's okay, it's okay to be like that as well, but putting maybe on social media, maybe there was another channel, another way to get into them and say, look, I know you are not here, but we are here. I am here for you, if anything, and you know, I will be still here and waiting for you. Um, mostly of the time of the lockdown, I was working, um, not, not all, not every day is normal hours and normal days, but every so often, once, twice per week, definitely, I was coming actually here to the on-site, to the spa. We had to check for the security reasons and obviously um, to maintain the pools and, and hydro pools and everything as well. And I think that was very important as well that I was sharing that time with the staff members. I was uh, recording videos, taking photos, I'm still here, the spice here, it's not an on, end of the world. When you come back, when we come out from the lockdown, we will be here waiting for you. Just keep them updated with everything. Obviously, when we were coming out from the first lockdown, the opening, there was lots of new guidelines related to COVID and um, health and safety. Again, as soon as I got something on my email from, you know, from Irish Spa Association or from Fighter Island, any guidelines I was sharing with staff members. They needed to know and start preparing completely different settings that we would never think before uh, would happen in our spa industry and the industry and the service where we have to touch people and be close to them. So uh, keeping them updated with all those was very, very important. The second year of the pandemic was much, much harder. Lots of people had their downtime and negative time. They were fed up. They didn't want this anymore. They had enough of time off. There was many, many things that happened in their personal lives. They lost their families members and friends due to COVID. So it was very, very tough and for me as well, but I just kept going. Uh, I wasn't as active as in the first year because also I didn't want to be, I didn't want them to be fed up of me and feeling, make them feel I have enough. Don't, don't talk to me anymore. Don't send this anymore. So I kind of slowed down a bit, but I kept going because what I have found from experience is that's what I said just a couple of minutes ago, that even if they are not there and they don't engage, show them that you do and you do care and you, you're thinking of them. And maybe they don't say, oh, thank you, Gosha, thank you for being there, because I don't expect that at all. But they feel 
she's there for me if, if I if I need her. Uh, but there was no response or it was very, very little. And I didn't want to press because you feel they don't want it. Mm -hmm. So I actually started doing a personal, individual phone calls to staff members. And that was completely different because as soon as they heard it's me, I'm calling, how are you, what's happening? You can talk a little bit more on, on personal level as well, rather than in a group. Um, we know that it's, it's, it's not everyone likes to share everything um, in front of colleagues. So the personal and individual chats and individual phone calls work much better during the second year. Gosha, it's clear that you are a real role model for your team and for other, you know, is in the industry and you know you have a real business head but you also work intuitively and you're very kind of it sounds like you really kind of read between the lines of of what the needs are of your team thank you that leads on to julie's next question yeah it sure does because um i also know that pre-pandemic you were also again I, I have not been stalking you on social media but i say i always love to, to learn like <laughs> <laughs> i always love so yeah so again i was following your say pre-pandemic and all the things that you were doing as well on, on focusing on therapist well-being so just give us a sort of a sort of an overview of the kinds of things that you were already getting involved in pre-pandemic to sort of be more focusing on employee work well-being and therapist well-being Okay, so I think I didn't even know I was doing it, but as a therapist, being as a therapist and, and doing the treatments every day, I was kind of looking into things, okay, I'm doing it, how to make it better, how to make myself feel better, how to uh, make sure that I don't injure myself. So, and I was, I think I had this leadership I was born with the leadership in my in my blood cells, I think, because um, I don't know, was it expectations from others or maybe I kind of gave them assurance that I can do it, not only for myself, but for you guys as well. So let's put this together, this what we want and uh, what's wrong with it and what's, what we can improve to make our job more effective, but also more enjoyable for ourselves. So as a supervisor in the, and the in-house trainer, uh, I always was stressing about not only quality of the treatment for our guests, obviously very important, but simple, um, important things such as, do we have products to work with? And I know it can, it can sound very funny for many or even people like, what do you mean no products for treatments? But then as, as a trainer, I have been tra traveling mm -hmm. uh, around different spas and you probably know that as well, Julie, very well. Yes, therapists sometimes they don't have products to work with and provide the treatments or um, do they have enough turnover time in between treatments? Do they have five minutes to go to toilet? very simple and very obvious but not obvious so uh, I was always looking into those things and um, uh, uh, but the may the milestone for me I think it was actually when I started working as a, a manager uh, and after all the years of doing different jobs and seeing the different perspective 
um, of the spa jobs, um, I could really fully implement what I learned. And I strongly believe that the most important ingredient of, of, um, of the business is people. I remember in the beginning, again, simple things like regular staff meetings, when I become the spa manager, regular staff meetings, open conversation, listening to their needs, appreciation of their job, uh, celebra celebration of their small and big success. Um, before pandemic, for example, I give you an example. Before pandemic, we launched a new uh, treatment uh, brochure. And actually what I can say now, and we are so proud of it, the brochure was made by therapists. Why? Wow. Because this is the, those are people who are doing the treatments. Exactly. I know, we obviously I did look into it from the business perspective, the price, the timing, turnover, everything else, but they need to go to the treatment room with that client and they have to be happy what they're doing. Is this, uh, you know, sometimes skincare brands, they make this beautiful ritual and when you read it, oh my God, that's amazing. But when you put it into a actual treatment inside the room, it's all mess and <laughs> it's all mess and then therapy starting saying you know we have no time huh? this is not we cannot do that okay how are we going to make it work so listening to them to their needs what they like and doing things they want to do it it makes them happy to do it so then they're happy to deliver that treatment and that service um so also, the team building uh, events has been very important um, thing to me. Before pandemic, it was, oh my God, we missed it so much because before the pandemic, it was the time when we were doing it almost every month. Not nights out, we did nights out as well, but not as much. We did days out and that was just amazing. We did lots of um picnics we did zippy park we had day out with horse riding we did christmas evening um so there was a lot of a lot of things uh pre-pandemic uh i was doing so probably that's why maybe uh, it's, it's funny because i built up that relation outside of work with the team before pandemic and maybe that really helped as well to keep going through the pandemic, even it was, you know, on the Zoom meetings or, or chats, that probably um, paid back basically to have uh, the contact with all of them. Um, during the pandemic, um, because of, of many things, the care for therapies, the care for my staff members, but care for myself as well, I think, um, I didn't want to, Julie knows me uh, well, I think, and she knows I, I cannot sit down and do nothing. A uh, day without challenge for me is a waste, wasted day. And I just, oh, pandemic was, I didn't struggle. I kind of made myself busy and I, I kept being active. But obviously I said, okay, I have to do something. I have to do something productive. So I signed up for two courses. I did them uh, actually at the same time. Jesus, we had so much time. So I just wanted to use that time as much as possible. And I did the HR management course and a module um, of mental health and self-care. 
and that was something what I would recommend to do for anyone, really. It was amazing. Uh, both courses opened my eyes even wider. So first thing what I learned, you cannot pour from the empty cup. We, we all know that. And I have learned a lot about empathy and compassion during those, those courses. Um, again, with the new knowledge and new energy, we came back to work last year, last June. Uh, I introduced staff yoga once per week. Wow. Uh, whoever wants, no problem at all. Whoever wants, uh, I'm not pressing on pushing anyone. Um, of course, our staff meetings and team building days out are continuing. So we're still doing this. Uh, even last week, we had, a, uh, we had a picnic on the beach and we had barbecue in my garden. I invited um, the staff members to my garden as well. Uh, so all this is continuing. Um, I also have been working on projects about prevention of burnout and self-care. Um, I'm working on it closely with HR department. Uh, I started doing workshop um, within my supervisor and management level to the spa, uh, because as I said, we cannot pour from the empty cup. So we need to educate ourselves first to be able to share the knowledge and um, to know how to deal with it through our team members. Um, so yeah. That, that was kind of before pandemic, during pandemic, and I'm still doing, and still every day, you know, it's like, there is so much we have done already, and then like, what am I going to do next? What will I do next? <laughs> Where is the, another inspiration? What the other idea? So I'm watching social media and everything I mean, else very closely. Therapists must feel incredibly empowered around you. <laughs> your, your, they do I hope they do and I can see it yeah and uh, I think you know as well you must be inspiring your superiors as such within the the, the business I do I do and you know I can hear from them as well uh, they always recognize uh, what I'm doing and and they they would even say look we wish everyone all HODs would do it the same yeah that's wonderful. But again, you can be a catalyst for change. You can inspire people, set seeds. Uh, it doesn't have to be an exact copy. But what I'm hearing, Gosh, is it sounds to me like your senior managers have been very receptive to the changes you've wanted to make. Is that correct? Absolutely. 100%. Probably some of them would be listening to this, but I'm not saying because of that. No, they are. And I don't know if I'm that lucky to have an amazing senior management team or or maybe and I'm very convincing or maybe a little both of that. Right. So it's just to sum up then, to finish off and sum up, what would you like to share that could help other spa managers on this journey? I mean, do you see some key elements that need to really be in place to make um, employee well-being programs successful? I think um, the first and the, the one and solid one is to be more than ever human being yeah. show your human face and lead by an example be your workplace uh, wellness and well-being well uh, ambassador by doing things what I just mentioned um, in the other questions uh, this is first and solid one definitely 
if you don't do yoga and meditation and you don't look after your own self-care in all aspects of your life, and we know there is a huge wheel of life uh, uh, aspects, you cannot ask someone to do it. Basically, I say meditation and, and yoga as an example because you just say it, Julie, someone can do gardening, someone can do reading and painting, which I don't do. Everyone is different. But if you don't do things and you don't look after yourself, you cannot uh, expect or ask and share and, and empowering someone else to do it. Second thing, um, educate yourself. I definitely would recommend for spam managers uh, some HR um, uh, related courses because when you when I actually did the the, the module the college um, HR management through the classes and through the modules I was sitting there and was like but I'm doing it that that's part of my job. So we all have, all men adults, not only in spa industry, we have a lot of common with HR department. So getting this uh, more detailed knowledge of it, it was very, very helpful for me to understand the, the job um, and, uh, you know, the staff members point of view, which is very, very important. I also would recommend to work with HR departments very closely because that's their job. They love looking after staff members. So if you tell them you want to look after your staff members, they will definitely support you and help you. And the third kind of one, this one of the solid third one is be excited, be excited about everything. Um, wellness, well-being doesn't mean yoga or meditation only. It is full, as I said, a full spectrum of life. There may, be, there may be many, many things um, that pe people would like to do it, but they don't, don't even know that they want to do it. Inspire them, inspire them to look into it and make, um, and tell them that the, the, their life will, will be, they will be happier, basically. Um, so there are many, many things to be excited about. And if the spam and other is excited, their team will be excited as well. Thank you so much, Kosha. Charlie, do you want to just to finish off there? It's just so wonderful to speak with you and hear you sharing all this. I'm, I'm sure that people that are listening and watching the podcast will be able to relate to you, will be able to learn from you. Uh, thank you for your time. We're going to come back for part two of the Spa Sisters podcast with Gosha Newell. Um, but for now, if you want to ask us any questions, please email sparsisterspodcast at gmail.com or follow us at Spa Sisters Podcast on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Please fire away questions. We'll relay these back to um, Gosha. And if you have any direct questions for us, we're always here to share. So uh, we will see you again in part two. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. See you in part two. Bye.